What's up? It's Delaney, and I'd love to invite you to become an honorary co-host of the Self-Helpless Podcast. Do you want to pick episode topics and guests? Done. Want to surprise your loved ones with shout-outs on the show for a birthday, project launch, a much-needed divorce? Whatever you're up to, would love to be a part of the celebration. Get your favorite and least favorite quotes featured on the podcast, submit questions for our special guests, and find lots more new features and surprises at patreon.com slash selfhelpless. You'll also get added to our patron insider email list to easily redeem rewards via a quick email reply because we know hanging out on Patreon isn't everyone's thing. You can also opt out of emails if you prefer to be a silent supporter of the show. And don't worry, we do not Scrooge McDuck these contributions. 100% of proceeds go directly to operating expenses that make this weekly podcast possible and available to all. Learn more at patreon.com selfhelpless or simply click the link in this episode's description. Thank you for helping me fill the void of being the last standing host of the Self Helpless Podcast. Thank you so much. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Self-Helpless. I'm Kelsey Cook. I'm Delaney Fisher. And I'm Taylor Tomlinson. And we have such a great topic today, nine things that we wish we knew when we were in high school. But before we get into it, we wanted to give a shout out to one of our favorite podcasts. It's the Middle of Somewhere podcast with Chad Daniels and Cy Amundsen. You guys know Cy from him being a guest on Self-Helpless. When was that? At the end of last year? Yeah, I think so. OCD episode. Living with OCD. (laughs) Yeah, he was amazing. We've gotten so many emails from you guys saying that that was really impactful. And um, they are both so hilarious. Chad has been a guest on Risks of Fury. And Middle of Summer is my favorite comedy podcast. I think it's for everybody. They're best friends, two hilarious comedians, and they just have the most outrageous stories every week that it it's the best. It's the way sometimes you guys write into us and say like, oh, I feel like I'm listening with my friends. That's how I feel now with Middle of Somewhere, where I'm just like, oh, I've gotten to be a guest on Middle of Somewhere as well. So it just, I can't recommend them enough. Go check them out. I think you guys will love them. They're hilarious. Yeah. All right. Should we get into a quotable? Yes, we shall. Who wants to take it? (laughs) Tay, you take it. I mean, I can do it if you guys want. Do this it. is oh, yeah. from uh, Helpster Alyssa. Uh, I mean, ultimately, it's from Gandhi, but it was suggested <laughs> by Helpster Alyssa. She was the middle person. Yes, the middle man <laughs> on that one. Uh, whatever you do in life will be insignificant, but it is very important that you do it. Anybody else feel kind of burned by this quote? Don't I don't like, like it. this. This I is a true very... quote, but it, I don't care for it. You're not my real dad, Gandhi. Back <laughs> up. You'll feel very unseen and unheard. <laughs> yeah. This quote feels like 
me in my darkest moments when I'm just like, none of this matters, but I guess you just have to do it. Cause what, what else are you going to do? You know, I guess you could look at this quote as like, it really takes the pressure off of like, you know, you always build everything up in your head. Like, Oh my gosh, I gotta be the best this or do the, this the perfect way or whatever. This really takes the pressure off. Like, listen, it doesn't mean shit. So you might as well do like what you love doing. (laughs) I mean, I, here's how I read it. I read it as nothing you do matters. Um, but it's important that you stay busy. So you don't focus too much on how insignificant your existence is. Mm. Like we're all just trying to keep ourselves busy to not think about the fact that we're dying. Yeah. So many different approaches. <laughs> with this quote. I feel bad if it's submitted from a helpster and then we like take a dump on it. So I'm Thanks a shitload, Alyssa. Alyssa, we love you. Gandhi, you're great. We have (laughs) Alyssa with that John Stockton assist. Gandhi, you're great. Gandhi, (laughs) but maybe Alyssa. Alyssa. But what if Alyssa also hates this quote and wanted to see how we reacted to it as well? Oh, you know what I mean? Perhaps that's true. Because we're very honest with our quote feedback. Yeah, email us, Alyssa, and tell us if you love this quote or if you hate it. Yes. Expand more on it. Yes. Tell us what this quote means to you. And yes. there's a different way to look at it. But this kind of bummed me out. Not lie. Yeah. This Here's is the definitely... thing, though. This quote is like talking to like a scientist where they're like, well, yeah, that's, this is what it is. And you're like, that doesn't make me feel better. And it's like, right. well, I didn't say it to make you feel better. I said it because it's true. True. Oh, yeah. Very well, uh, Rorschach test of the <laughs> quote where it's like you can see it 50 ways, but... Right. If you uh, if you want to submit quotables for the show, you can go to patreon.com slash selfhelpless if you're interested. Yes. Shall okay. we dig into this? I'm very curious to just get everybody's like snapshot uh, of like who you were in high school before we kind of dig into everything. Like it, I know that there's so many stereotypes, but like who were you in high school and like what did your day to day look like? Hey, um, my appearance, go? my appearance matched my self-esteem. <laughs> um, like, you know how like people meet me now and they're like, why are you, why do you doubt yourself so much? And then I just show them a picture of me in high school and they're like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so yeah, my insides match my outsides and I was just like really depressed and sad mm-hmm. and like lost and figuring it out and didn't really figure anything out until like the tail end of high school, but I was really insecure and shy and sad. Is this where you were doing a lot of debates and stuff and hanging out? Mm-hmm, with yeah, I did band and speech and debate and mock trial. That's oh no, wait, mock- speech and debate was in college. I did mock trial and band and drama and like was on my uh, creative writing uh, literary journal. Mm, okay. Anything that would make a dick so soft, I was in there. <laughs> Somebody just screamed from <laughs> the background, nerd! Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, what's the least attractive activities I would like to yeah. go to there? The virgin starter pack. <laughs> <laughs> Not get fucked in high school is the new title of this episode. Truly. <laughs> Truly. You know, it'd be funny promo for this episode is if we each got a copy of our um, senior photos and oh. like put that with this. My oh, senior yeah. photo was so bad. I was sick on picture day. So I had to go in for like makeup day and I just like didn't even try and it's really bad. 
Oh. Oh, I could probably I can probably have somebody send me a snapshot of a of a school photo for sure. I've got one on Facebook, I think. I used to, I think it was like my first profile picture was my <laughs> senior photo. Oh my gosh. Oh, I love it. oh gosh. Uh, Kelsey, what about you? What was your day-to-day like in high school? Um, I was super, super busy. I was definitely um like overstretched in activities as I was in college and now it just continues on a constant burnout but um I've always liked doing a bunch of things so I was in sports I gave up band uh in eighth grade but I was tempted to do band but I don't know a lot of people that do band and sports did you I did you could oh really well, yeah. you were also homeschooled, so you could technically yeah, do anything. I know. Before I was homeschooled, I did, and it was too much. You did, but you can't do marching band in sports. I did. I did march. Oh, How? I did marching band in sports. Yeah. At Dude, the same time, rip off your jersey and put on That's your right, baby. Well, um, I was on drum line, and I played basketball, and that was oh, those are different seasons. First year oh, of high school, and. Got it. I don't think we had the band at the basketball games, so it didn't affect me. And if like we had football players also in band, so they would just not be there in the bleachers. They would be playing football, but you know what I mean? So but you did yeah. compete. You did competitions where you did a whole show. Yes, we did. Competitions. So they would just do that part and then play football. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. It was you. not, you know, it was a little frowned upon, but you could do it. Look at wow. you. Um, so yeah, I, I played basketball and volleyball and I was in leadership class. I was very studious. I I was in like the honors classes and really wanted to get the best GPA I could. And I, I had a boyfriend, my first boyfriend from, was it junior year through senior year? And was just trying to hang out with my friends all the time. I'm one of the very annoying people who actually loved high school so I'm sorry ahead of time I know that's yeah Kelsey was popular I'm just I'm saying I'm sorry ahead of time I know that nobody (laughs) likes to hear from the person that loved high school but I loved high school I did of course there were like shitty times but in general like I loved going to the high school dances. I I wish I could zoom in on Taylor's face right now. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm really happy for you. I love I that for said you. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, um, let's. Oh, I was. So I was homeschooled for most of high school. Uh, reluctantly, it was not a choice. Um, I went to, uh, I worked very hard to get into like my dream high school. It was like getting into college, basically. It was a huge like a submission process and all that. You had to get interviewed, all this kind of stuff. And I got in and within, I think, six months, I got really, really sick. I had, I started having all kinds of digestive issues. I couldn't get through class without either puking or basically shitting my pants. Um, it was horrible. So I had to take a leave of absence from school and um, I ended up kind of really enjoying homeschool and I got better and I could have gone back, but I decided to just stick with being homeschooled. Um, But before I left, I was, yeah, I was like Kelsey was mentioning, just overbooked, overscheduled, overloaded, ridiculous. I was going was getting to school at like seven in the morning and getting home at like 11, 1130 at night, just being gone all day, no time for homework, no time for rest or anything. 
Um, so I basically I would go to school right after school would be basketball practice or a game. And then right after basketball practice would be band practice for several hours. So it was too much. And then of course there's like competitions on the weekends and, and games and stuff like that. So when I left, it was actually a huge like shock to my system because I was forced to stop everything. So that was like the first time in my life that I wasn't involved in a million things because I couldn't be I was like homeschooled and like healing and, and trying to get better and figure out what's wrong with me and then um from there I slowly kind of started doing other things that's like when I started getting really back into art um and yeah I was at home by myself teaching myself high school that was Man. that was my life. It was independent study. I think a lot of people kind of picture like, oh, your mom sits down with you and teaches you stuff. I was uh, doing everything like it was, you know, online basically. So, and then, yeah. So I, I, I had a very unconventional high school experience. I would do my homework for about three to four hours in the morning and then I would go to my job. So I basically worked pretty close to full time from 16 on as a high school wow. student. So very strange, but um, yeah, that's what I was doing. Wow. There's a little peek into the <laughs> lives. <laughs> Weird. I feel like you probably could have guessed all of those things. <laughs> what, about <laughs> like, no, about all of us. Oh, about all of us. <laughs> I feel like that's all like so fitting what, yeah. what we all just said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Kelsey's just like, you know, I just, I'm friends with everybody. And I'm just like, well, you know, it's not, <laughs> not my favorite. And then Delaney being yeah. like, I took, I took my studies into my own hands and I did it from home. <laughs> I taught myself algebra. <laughs> I was going to say, I th- yeah, I feel like Kelsey was probably the most popular out of all of us. Let's be real. Um, but before I left, you know, a con- more conventional setting, I was like, a fr- I was kind of friends with like a lot of different, like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, you really, were popular too. I was not like in a, group like a click or whatever right Right. yeah yeah I felt like I was part of like the pop lots of different (laughs) shut up I hate you guys no I mean I was like I was like captain of my volleyball team and so I was like with like sports people but I was in honors classes so I had those friends huh hot sports people everybody who did you hang out with at lunch I mean, my friends. Which one? Who? You, that's what I'm saying. Like, you're like, I was friends with everybody. Who did you hang out with at lunch? <laughs> my, my friends. What, what, what did they do? They were people. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying, like, did you, like, float around, like, every day of the week? You're in a different... When people are like, I didn't have a group. I'm like, what does that mean? You no, just... I mean, I had a group. I just meant, like, I, I had friends. I, I feel like I had friends from lots of different groups. Oh, yeah. okay. okay. You know what I mean? Gotcha. But like, I mean, gotcha. I had my best friends that were my kind of core of best friends. And um, yeah. Yeah. I guess okay, when people say pre- I didn't... preppy people, whatever you want to picture, you assholes, you know? No, I just, I, I'm genuinely confused when people are like, I didn't have a group. I'm like, did you just like popcorn around like the different <laughs> groups every day of the week? I'm like, I had the same 15 like the same group of like 15 people all through high school. Like we right. ate in the same place all four years. Like. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 You know. I, mean, I had my core group of friends. I will say that I always kind of felt like the, um, not the dark horse, but like I've, I've said it before on the podcast that my best friends were the ones who were 
prom queen and homecoming queen or homecoming princesses. I was never picked for any of those things. Uh, My friends were all the ones who got boyfriends early on. I I didn't get a boyfriend till later in high school. Um, All my friends' parents were together. I was like, I think the only one of my friends whose parents were divorced. So financially I was on the much lower, lower end of all my friends. So I, my friend, when I say preppy, it's like, you get you picture a certain thing, but I wasn't maybe exactly what you picture, if that makes sense. Mm. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I picture you as like the like the nice popular girl. Like the girls that were in like a like the ASB president. I know yes. you weren't, but that's yeah, like in leadership yeah. class. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I I didn't I I felt I don't think I never felt like I had like a big group unless I was like on a sports team and then we were doing basketball stuff together or whatever. I always felt like I would I would I don't know, I had like one or two close friends. I, I didn't feel like I always had like, oh, these are my 10 people uh, or, you know, it, it was very small, like having a, a best friend or a few best friends. And then I really didn't feel like I had a group in high school because I, I was still getting acclimated before I had to leave. And so I was very much like I had like one close friend and then I was on, you know, I was in sports and, and drumline. Yeah. Mm. Uh, very Which is so cool. <laughs> That's so cool. No. That you, you were in <laughs> basketball and drumline that's so cool like drumline was like the coolest yeah you are the coolest that's awesome (laughs) that's really i i love the drumline movie with nick cannon oh my god that's one of those movies that if it comes on tbs that's my day that's what i'm watching right that moment dude you know what happened when i so i i was on both things i was told i could be on both things but they would be very taxing because this school was like number one in everything and everything, you know, like very focused on that. Right. And so I remember, um, the varsity basketball coach coming up to me and basically saying, look, we know, like, I know you're on drumline or in band and stuff, but, uh, you're going to have to pick at some point you're going to have to pick because, you know, we, we need like your full attention or you should go have full attention there. And I'm like, uh, I was told I could do both. So I'm just going to do both until somebody, I guess, kicks me off, you know, because I can't pick. I like, I either loved or hated both equally. I still to this day don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, <laughs> I, I can't remember because I was just so overwhelmed that I don't really know if I was actually enjoying any of it or if I was just doing it to like tick the box, you know? Okay. Another accolade, another thing to put on my college application. Right. Um, but yeah, well, um, do you guys want to like go in a circle and share, share yeah. our shit or what? Yeah, or... let's do that. Del, why don't you kick it off and then Tay, you can go and then I can go. Okay. So I guess, okay. So the three things I wish I knew in high school, um, what felt like 
the worst thing to be happening to me at that time was like being forced to leave high school. Like that felt very traumatizing. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know if I'd have any friends. I didn't know if I would be able to get into college. Like it was so much unknown. And what I wish I would have known is basically that was the best fucking thing that ever happened to me because it showed me that there's more than one way to do things and there's more than one way to get somewhere. And what happened was when I did start applying to college and I, first of all, I had an incredible experience because I was able to do my homework in less than half the time it would have taken me in conventional school. And then I was able to like have a job, like a, like job experience, like pretty significant job experience early on. And I saved a lot of money up for school and, um, and, uh, yeah, had a pretty significant savings and stuff. Um, but I think that's where my love of like (laughs) efficiency comes from because I was like, listen, okay. Uh, eight hours in conventional school or three hours at home. And it's the same result. That's insane to me. How else, what else could this, you know, be applied to? And not only did I get into my top choice schools, I didn't think I'd get into college because I don't, I didn't know, we didn't know anything about homeschool really back then. Um, I got into the top two public universities in the nation that year. And one was a significant scholarship. So I felt like, oh, I still got to the place that I really wanted to go. I just took a very different route to get there. So I wish I would have known it wasn't the end of the world, I guess you know, if I could talk yeah. to my teenage self. Um, the second thing I really wish I knew that like getting good grades and having a bunch of accolades doesn't, it, it doesn't, um, make you happy. <laughs> you know, it doesn't, I wish there was a less emphasis, emphasis on that. I wish I would have relaxed a little bit more and had more free time, um, was way too burnt out and overworked. And that is something I wish I would have been like, hey, just uh, calm down a little bit. You know, why don't you take something off of your plate? Maybe I should have listened to that basketball coach. And you're like, yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm going to leave both of these things. How about that? Um, And then the third one, uh, I put so much pressure on myself to try to figure out what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Because there's so much pressure placed on like 18 year olds to be like, all right, pick a major and, you know, that's what you're going to do and, and, you know, plan for the rest of your life in the next, you know, year. And I hated that. And I felt so behind and so lost and so confused because I didn't feel like I had a clear direction. I was so all over the place. And I wish I would have known that that's totally okay. It's more than okay. And you can try as many things as you want. And that's part of the figuring it out. It's a huge process of figuring it out. And you can always change. You can always do something different. I still don't know what I'm going to be doing in five years. And I kind of love that because yeah. I never thought I'd be here. Like, how the fuck did this happen? <laughs> right? Yeah. So, right. I'm kind of cool with uh, going with the flow, but I think I was, I put a lot of pressure on myself to uh, try to have something tangible early on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. What about you, you, Taylor? Um, I could tell myself three things in high school. Number one, quit band. You don't (laughs) like it. You're not good at it. 
<laughs> you have been faking it for years. I mean, truly. My dad had a rule because he was a music teacher that we had to do four years of band because he goes, you have to learn how to read music because it'll help you with math. It didn't. Oh. <laughs> Turns out counting to four over and over doesn't do much for you mathematically. <laughs> so we had to be in band from fifth to eighth grade. And by the time you get to the end of eighth grade, all your fucking friends are in band. Right. <laughs> yeah. So like, you kind of feel like, oh, I, should I stay with my friends or should I go do the thing I actually want to do? Like my best friend who did end up really liking marching band, but she like could have been a cheerleader very easily. Cause it was like, if you could, if you were, you know, I don't even know the words, if you could tumble, if you could do backflips and yeah. stuff, you were in and she could. And so she was like deciding whether she was going to become a cheerleader if she was going to join band. And I was deciding if I was going to do drama or join band because like for us, like if you did marching band, you literally couldn't do anything else. You couldn't even take an elective because band was your elective. Right. And so like, I couldn't even take creative writing for a couple of years. I had to like, I had to like beg my band director to let me out of band to go take creative writing. It was like so stupid and I didn't even like it, but I was just so afraid to not be with my friends and branch out that I was like, I'm just going to keep doing this thing that I don't like doing. Mm -hmm. And I have no talent for, and I don't <laughs> practice. Like, what did you play? You I played it? clarinet from oh. fifth grade to my sophomore year. And then my sophomore and junior year, I played trumpet. I don't think I knew about the trumpet. Yeah. You're Cause they cool. needed people to switch to trumpet. <laughs> I faked so cool. it. I barely knew how to play that trumpet. And I, tr like, I didn't know how to play the shows. They were too hard. I would just like, by the end of it, I was marching around, fingering it, pretending to play. <laughs> oh my God. I did that once. And my teacher, my, my band instructor caught me and he yelled at me in class. <laughs> what? Dude. How did you, I'm how did so they, lucky. They didn't catch on. They didn't know. I'm sure they did know and they just took pity on me because like every once in a while he would make us each play each part but like very rarely did that happen and thank god it never happened where it was like really bad but I I hated it so much mm. and I I just I didn't want to get better at it and I just didn't I was too scared to do what I really wanted to do and then my senior year I stopped doing band and I did drama and creative writing and mock trial and had like so much fun that year and oh, I was awesome. like, I just wasted three years doing this other thing. Mm. And I, I didn't need to. So I wish I'd, I wish I'd done that differently. And then um, number two, I also agree with Delaney. Uh, grades are not as important. My dad was really hard on me and he grounded me if I got B's. Um, and then when I started taking AP classes, he's like, okay, you can get a B in an AP class because it counts as an A. So um that was the only way that I was allowed to get a B. So like by the end of high school, I had a 4.1, but like, I didn't have like a dream school I wanted to go to. I only applied to one, uh, UC and I didn't get into it weirdly enough. How was that possible? I, I applied to UC Davis and I didn't get in, which huh. was so weird. And then 4.1 and not get in. That's crazy to me. Yeah. I don't know. I still have no idea. I was told that wasn't that hard to get into. And I was like, well, well okay, well, 
they are beating themselves up now. Netflix is Taylor Tomlinson. You could have had her as an alumni, you fools. Idiots. I would have dropped out, but it's okay. Uh, Whitney and I, well, I went to Cal State uh, San Luis Obispo, which is a great school. And then I left there because I was like, there's nowhere to do stand up. And then I did community college and then I transferred to Cal State San Marcos. And Whitney and I did our first show of the tour at Cal State San Marcos. Oh, how fun was last weekend? It was, I mean, it was a drive-in, so it was weird because people right. are just honking. You can't hear anyone laughing. But I was like, I went here and <laughs> I showed you. Now I'm yelling at people in the parking lot. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I would go back and tell myself, like, chill out. I mean, by my junior year, I was like having a mental breakdown. And my dad was like, it's okay if you get bees. And by that point, I was just like, no, it's not. Like, oh. I was like so messed up. So I kind of wish I had been easier on myself, but I also would have been grounded the whole time. So I don't wish that. I do wish that I had just gone to community college. I, if I could go back, I'd say, just go to community college, save money, live at home. Don't go to San Luis Obispo. You're just going to get there and realize you want to do stand up, And, <laughs> you know, you could just go to school for way cheaper and work. And I was way happier commuting to community college or Cal State San Marcos and working and like paying for school myself and like not having loans. Like that was just a way better fit for me personally. Mm -hmm. Um, So I tell myself that and then uh, stop freaking out that you don't have a boyfriend and your friends do or whatever. Like it doesn't matter. All these guys suck. (laughs) um they're not gonna get better when you graduate they're children you're the coolest bitch here um (laughs) on it no I'm kidding I I felt so like I just felt so like ugly and like unattractive and just like nobody's ever gonna like me and then like as soon as I got to college and kind of like settled into myself I had a boyfriend and it like wasn't an issue anymore and I was so stressed out about it for a lot of high school because I felt like it was some reflection of my worth that I didn't have a boyfriend yet. And I think a lot of girls in high school feel that way. You just feel like you're supposed to, and probably guys too, like you feel like you're supposed to have a partner or some sort of romantic entanglement. And uh, yeah, you're a kid. Like, it's fine. You don't need a boyfriend right now. It'll happen. Just chill out and then you'll have so many boyfriends that your friends will be like you need to be alone for like two minutes for like two minutes you need to be alone so you know yes good yeah no well piggybacking on that sentiment hey I would tell myself yeah relax and don't put a manicure tool in your pussy I'm recording at my dad's house right now (laughs) I'm visiting home sorry (laughs) Um, but yeah like chill out the fact that your friends have lost their virginity and are having sex and you haven't yet it's okay it'll happen don't do a crazy person thing and then go to the emergency room. Um, but, you know, that didn't give me my first Comedy Central credit. So it's like, well. I know. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> Tragedy <laughs> into comedy. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. Uh, and then also to, to piggyback on kind of what you guys were saying with changing um, careers. 
I don't, did they make you guys take those standardized tests your senior year of where you would probably end up career-wise? I think so. And I can't even remember what I got. I can't even remember either, but I just, I just wish they wouldn't do that. Or at least like have a huge disclaimer on it that there are so many other careers that you can have that are not on this dumpy little list. Uh, You don't have to be like a Lego person. That's like, I will be an astronaut. I will be a dentist. Like there are so many other things and whatever you test result, whatever your result is, it probably won't be what you are. I don't know. I would love to know the percentage of people who in high school knew what they wanted to do and actually ended up doing that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel yeah. like it'd be. They didn't even give homeschoolers that test. They're like, these guys are fucked. Forget about that. <laughs> yeah. Oh my I god, that's that so test. funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Ask your mom. She's in the yeah. kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be living in your parents' basement forever, so we don't have to worry about you. Yeah. Homeschool kids are always more successful than everybody else. Yeah, I think mm. you see through the matrix. I haven't met a lot of, I mean, we're going to have a lot more homeschool kids now. That's for sure. After all this, but like, I haven't really met other homeschool kids because it's not like we were all hanging out on the weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh my God. What a weird, what a weird life you've had Delaney. Yeah. Um, So self-sufficient. The other thing, uh, another thing I would tell my high school self and encourage any high schoolers listening now, wear sunscreen, stop going to tanning beds Mm. and stop fucking with your skin. Stop Mm. feeling like you need to put 50 different astringents on it. And, you know, it's, I loved what Whitney said on her episode where she felt like she was in this war with her skin. And it was like, I'm just going to beat the shit out of it. I'm going to tone it and strip it and all this stuff. And it's like, chill. Just your, your, your skin is so young and precious in high school. God, there's so many things I did to it. I wish I hadn't. And I mean, tanning beds in particular. I didn't go a ton, but that was kind of the thing in my hometown was before a dance, before prom or homecoming, the girls would you'd go to the, the Cheney tanning salon and ugh, it smelled like fucking dead skin and cinnamon cookies and whatever that tanning <laughs> tanning lotion shit is just so gross dazzled oh. vaginas <laughs> yeah with the the girls that would put the little dolphin sticker by their like belly button oh Ew. such trash in my hometown i love it um but I, there were tanning beds where there would be a face shield that would just bake your face oh my god it's horrible, horrible. that's so horrible and now at 31, I'm doing everything I can to combat wrinkles. And I'm just like, oh, you idiot, you 17-year-old idiot. Why were you blasting UV rays onto your mm. little baby face? But we um, didn't know. Oh, we didn't know. But that's we were like, sun's it. good for you. <laughs> vitamin D. Why would I drink sunny D if I wasn't getting, you know, all that stupid shit. Um, so if there are high schoolers listening and you're doing that, stop. Oh, my God. There's so many things like that, honestly. I know my turn's over, but like, I would also tell myself, like, wear your fucking retainer, you bitch. Yeah. Wear it. I spent three hours with the dentist yesterday. Wear your retainer. Your teeth will move. 
Your teeth will move. Yes. You think yeah. they won't? I know. Oh, but I wore braces for a year and a half. Fuck you. Wear your retainer. Yeah. yeah. And you'll lose it. You don't know where to, you can't even try to put it back in now. And yeah. stop eating dairy. You like, why does my skin look like this? Because you're eating dairy. Uh, stop eating dairy. Okay, that's dairy. all. Oh, please continue. <laughs> this is what this episode is for. Any nuggets we have to give people? I got oh, go. Stop wearing your parents' hand-me-down clothing to school. <laughs> stop it. Nobody likes oversized flannels, and you shouldn't either. <laughs> This is a moment in the show that we like to go, oh, Delaney, uh, only you did that. That's not advice for no. anyone else. That's just for you. Also, that's cool now, I think. I mean, now maybe that's, it would like, be vintage. cool now. I was wearing basketball shorts and my stepmom's oversized flannels. Uh, yeah. That's that so not bad. a good look. Why do you only wear other people's clothes? I'm just confused why you, don't you have any of your own? You know what's interesting? I feel, I feel like, well, this works. Don't need to buy anything now. <laughs> you are a strange. But I have been slowly lady. buying some new things for my wardrobe lately. So, you know, I'm coming into my own style. <laughs> we TBD. love to see it. TBD. 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 Oh, <laughs> to be continued. Yeah, you, you let us know. <laughs> um, and then my, my last one is a little bit of a serious note, but... Um, I know that there have been a handful of people from my graduating class who um, committed suicide after high school. And um, actually, now they say it, maybe one or two while I was in high school. Did you guys experience this at all since high school or, or while you were in high school? Anybody in your class um, committing suicide? Not that I know of. I no, I don't think car so. accidents happened. Yeah. But. Okay. Is there anybody? Okay. So there've been a handful of suicides with my class. And, um, I just, I guess I would say that, um, you, just a reminder that you never know what somebody's going through because anytime I heard the news of one of my former classmates committing suicide, I would think, Oh God, like I'd be so heartbroken. And I would think back to seeing them in high school and thinking, Oh, like, they, maybe they were putting on a brave face. Um, I mean, maybe life was different for them back then, but oftentimes they seemed okay, but kind of quiet and maybe reserved. And I think it's just a reminder that you, you never know what somebody's going through and it never hurts to just say hi. That might really help somebody's day, just like a simple act of kindness to them. Um, it just, that's broken my heart over the years to see who, um, who has gone through that and been like, oh, I had no idea that they were walking around the same high school halls as I was in that amount of pain, you know? So just a reminder, you never know. You never know what somebody's going through. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Sorry to end it in a dark way. Yeah, thanks but a lot, Kelsey. No, I mean, <laughs> so, so good. One. Such an important, important one. Important one, yeah. Do you guys feel like your high school experience like has, I mean, obviously it's shaped all of us, but is there one thing in particular that you feel like plays a part in your day-to-day with your mindset or 
what you mm. do for fun or what you enjoy or how you approach friendships? Like, has anything that happened in high school carried its way to present day for you in like, you know, kind of a, a big way? Mm. Um, I think obviously I went to a few different types of therapy after my mom died when I was a kid, but high school was the first time I actually, um, went to therapy in a way that like I was choosing to, and I had specific reason to, I mean, I guess I did before too, but, um, I was just really, really depressed in high school. And when I went to therapy, I, it helped me so much. And so I'm sure that has carried over into adulthood. And the reason I've been, um, in therapy as an adult, because it helped me so much when I was a teenager. Um, and then, yeah, I, I think, I think a lot of times when I'm going through a rough patch, I think back to the first few years of high school and I think about how hard it was for me. And I feel really grateful that things aren't that hard anymore. And so it gives me sort of like a point of comparison mm -hmm. that's really valuable um, for me to just go, you know what, if, if you at 15 could see yourself now, that would be so comforting to her mm. to know where you were going to end up. And that helps me be grateful for where I am when I'm feeling low or sad or lonely or whatever. Um, it helps me put it in perspective and go, you would be so stoked if you knew where you were going to be back when you were in high school. Think about how sad you were and how you're having panic attacks in the bathroom during class and like trying to get good grades and how like every day just bled into the other one. And you were only sleeping like two hours a night. Like you were in such a better place than you were. And that lasted for three years. So it's a good reminder. I, and this goes beyond just high school. I mean, think back <laughs> to any point in your life that was really difficult, you know, when you're going through something hard and go, you know what? You got through that and that feels very far away now, but think about how long that was or how long that felt. And someday this period of your life will be like that too. Yeah. That's mm. great advice. Super good. Bye. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ready to elevate your home? Picture this. Central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis. Go green with solar panels or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's home equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Um, I think... I think my overachieving side has definitely continued on and that's kind of like for better, for worse. And I'm obviously always trying to figure out a healthy balance with it. I'm, I'm happy to be somebody who isn't okay with just okay. You know, like I always want whatever I'm doing to be the best I can make it, but that does bring a lot of um, anxiety and 
maybe a hard relationship with myself, struggling with having self-love, all that. It's I'm very hard on myself. So it can be good and it can be bad. And also just, I, I love my friends from home so much. And I'm grateful that that's not, not really like a lesson, but I'm just so grateful that my best friends are still my best friends. And I just, I don't know, that's something I've always really valued is if I make a deep connection like that, um, really continuing to like nurture those friendships and they're so nice and rewarding. So, yeah. Awesome. Um, I feel like, uh, I think the thing that I've carried up until this point is that there's, uh, there's always another option. There's always more than one way to do something. And it's so funny because the, you know, the way I felt when I was like forced to be homeschooled basically because I was not well, um, how, when I, kind of got back into like, you know, I had a day job I didn't like and, and all that. I think the, the experience I had, um, knowing that there was another option for me, um, that helped with the transition of like, you know, starting my own business and and leaving the day job and stuff. And I remember like when I was able to leave my day job and then start working from home, I felt like, oh my gosh, I'm back. I'm back in my element again. I'm back being homeschooled. I'm back getting to do what I want, when I want, creating my own schedule, doing things my way. And that felt very, that just felt better for me. So I think, um, I think, you know, if you, if you're not finding yourself fitting in like a box or something that society is telling you to try to fit into, don't fight that. Like just, just let that happen and like uh, just accept that about yourself and get curious about that part of yourself. Um, because yeah, I mean, it's just super. I'm so happy now that I stopped fighting all that, you know? Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Has your, have your guys' therapist, uh, had you do the thing where you like, I don't know, I guess this was part of EMDR one time where my therapist was like, what would you say, to your, you know, 13 year old self now, have you ever done that in therapy where your therapist is like, you know, think about what you would tell yourself when you were a kid, you know, as you are now. Mm, I mean, that's what this episode is, but just like when you're talking about like traumatic events from your childhood. Yeah, totally. I mean, so much of the work I've been doing in recent times is reconnecting not necessarily with my teenage self but more my younger self um Mm -hmm. you know kind of around like time of divorce six seven stuff like that and getting more in touch with her and making sure I'm listening to her needs because that voice was kind of pushed down for a long time so that Mm -hmm. and then also the artist way does two great activities where it's um write a letter from the perspective perspective of your 13 year old self to your current self Mm. And write a letter from 85-year-old you to your current self. So like mm. past you, future you. And that's such a great exercise. Yeah. Yeah, I had a teacher in, I don't know, eighth grade, I think, who had us write letters to ourselves when we were like graduating high school. And then she sent them to us in the mail when we actually graduated. But like, 
Uh, she was reading them and grading us, so it nobody really wrote anything that personal. Right. <laughs> but it's a cool idea. Like it if is. I have kids, I'd love to do that. Just be like, here, write a letter to yourself. I'm not going to read it. I promise, and I'll give it to you yeah. in six years or something. Because it's just cool to see cool. where you thought you were going to be. Hmm. Oh no. my God. Yeah. So where did you guys think you were going to be? I mean, I know we've kind of talked a little bit about like Kelsey thought she would be a math teacher, like that kind of stuff. But let's like your high school self. What did you think you were going to be doing at, at this age? I thought I was going to be writing uh, young adult novels. Yeah. So I thought I was going to be doing. I'm like, I just want to wake up every day and have nothing to do but write and mm. write books and be someone who gives 12 year old girls a place to escape. Like I just thought <laughs> I'd be. it's cool that you do write I mean you are a professional writer and you do give young women a a place to escape with your comedy (laughs) yeah you did it you did it it. Kelsey was gonna be um a a world champion volleyball chef (laughs) uh, or something else that backup dancer uh like something that combines all of your talents into one so many weird things yeah but I, I mean I did think it was going to be a high school math teacher at the high school I went to and then there was definitely a hard push for a while into thinking I was going to do culinary school and I wanted I auditioned for the next Food Network star which if that video were to surface I mean <laughs> cremate me hold a service I'm I'm done <laughs> I'm done forever I can't come back from it. So humiliating. Had my Kate oh Mosaic haircut. Horrifying. Um, <laughs> Love it. So yeah, I was I was all over the map before mm-hmm. giving in to just telling ye old dick jokes for a living. <laughs> Here we are. Mm. Mm. How about you, Del? I had no idea. I, that's what terrified me. I had no idea what I wanted to do. I I thought when I was a little kid that I would be a professional basketball player. <laughs> precious and then at some point I figured well maybe I'll be a teacher so I was kind of along the teacher lines and then I got voted most likely to be a professional volleyball player in middle school and I did not play volleyball so (laughs) they didn't know who the fuck I was is what happened that is so funny they got me confused with some other bitch (laughs) oh my god I'm confused that is so funny and also like kind of an insult to you where you're like do my peers literally not know who I am at all whoever was voting for that stuff had not heard of me or they got confused between some other blonde girl in the same classroom that is so funny yeah that's like something out of Mean Girls like that I can't believe that is a real life thing that's hilarious I will try to find the yearbook with the photo and post it please (laughs) please find that did, did, you, did you get a superlative, Tay? A what? Isn't that what it's called? A high school, the categories. I thought it was called Oh, yeah, I won, I won funniest. You um, did? Oh, that's so I, won, I won class clown, but here's the thing. Class clown and funniest are very different. <laughs> and the way superlatives went in ours was they handed out the voting sheets and then you had to like go turn it in to the asb office oh it wasn't like everybody just voted so of course like the most like invested and studious people were gonna vote so it was like all popular people and smart people okay and so 
I technically I got voted funniest, but then they changed it to class clown. So they like had me in the yearbook with some guy who was just popular as right. the class clown, which I'm like, I'm sure he is. But like, I know people read that and were like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> like, I think some people just voted for me because some of my friends were like, she does stand up and they're like, cool. Like, I, I wow. Cause I forgot you started stand up in high school. Oh, so young. Yeah. I started my junior year of high school. Were you the so only comic in your high school? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. There was no one. There was no one doing stand up. Not as far as I knew anyway. I mean, there was nowhere you could do stand up. Right. Unless your dad was driving you to churches. That's so, <laughs> so cool. I don't know. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Oh, my God. Did I ever tell you guys about my high school graduation, a.k.a. a bunch of homeschool kids meeting for the first time? <laughs> It was amazing. An in person for the people who wanted to go. It was an in person graduation (laughs) in like a banquet room of a hotel. (laughs) And there was like maybe 40 of us. But the craziest thing was is that, you know, this like high this like program was decent. It was like a distance learning program. So I started meeting everybody, and there were actors, junior Olympic athletes, all these people who were, do, who were homeschooled because they were doing fucking awesome shit. And then That's I was like, so cool. what do you do? To like lady? Ariana like, Grande. Oh. Yeah, exactly. I'm just like, um, I just had sporadic diarrhea. I couldn't go to class anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't know what to do in that moment. Just like, yeah, I just got, I got sick and then I just stayed and here I am. This is very uncomfortable. So funny. It was either this or wear a diaper. So I just <laughs> did this. Uh, sorry that I'm not on Nickelodeon. <laughs> it was, it was, it was so strange. So, so strange. That's so funny. They're like, I already got a job at IBM. You're like, I just have IBS. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure what everyone else is here for. That is so funny, dude. How many people were in your graduating class, Kelsey? Um, fuck. 200 really okay I went to a big high school we had like I think we had 800 in our graduating class okay and so our graduation you know looked like something out of a whatever I think like out of a movie where it was like on the football field and there were a lot of people and everyone was in gowns I remember I got to graduation day I was like who are all these people wow (laughs) I don't know anyone here I could also be wildly off. I'm trying to remember. I'm like, did my high school have like 2,000 kids? Maybe it was a 500 graduating class. I tr- I don't remember, but it was a it was a smaller high school. It wasn't that big. Yeah. Um. Wow. Mm. What fun, you guys. Oh. So fun. Um. <laughs> Taylor, you should read the iTunes review because it's about you. Oh, that's nice. Okay, this is from Nikki Narcissism. Love it. I recently found Taylor's stand-up through Netflix and fell in love with her super relatable and brutally honest content. Oh, that's so nice. So I was over the moon when I found this podcast. I don't remember how, but I'm so glad I did. Thank you, Kelsey, Delaney, and Taylor for talking about the hard stuff while still making us laugh. Oh, that's That's very sweet. Thanks, Nikki. What a nice (laughs) review. Um, Go leave us that five-star rating and review on iTunes for a chance to be read on the show. And we also have an Ask Us Anything question that was submitted by one of our patrons on Patreon. So if you go to patreon.com slash selfhelpless, that is one of the rewards on there. So this is from Helpster Eddie. And the question is, after COVID, what is your five-year plan? Do you guys have a five-year plan? 
<laughs> Eddie. Dude. <laughs> kicking us in the gut. I survival. That's my survival. five-year plan. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I feel like this year, I feel like this year has made it so you can't ask people that anymore. Mm. Right? You know? Like, or you you feel like an idiot answering, and you know? I feel like I feel like a silly child to tell you what I think my five year plan is because it's like, well, we don't know, but yeah, we could say it, what our five year hope for our five year plan is. Five year hope is, yeah, yeah. Well, five year hope one. is good. There you go. What's your five year hope for yourself? Okay, year one vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, that's number one. Yes. Um, you guys go by year. What do you guys do? I, just, I always oh. just think at like what at the five year mark do you want to Same. be happening? Same. Oh, but Taylor, if you need to break it down by year, that's all. That's all you. You do you. Choose your own adventure, baby. Yes. Okay. My my internet's breaking up a little bit. Is are oh. you guys breaking up at all? I can hear you, yeah. see you fine, but you, yeah. I could tell that you're breaking up for a second, but you're good now. Okay. You guys are breaking up a little bit for me, so I don't know what's going on. It might be my fault. Um, yeah, I don't know. In five years, I hope, uh, I hope I'm touring theaters and I am making a TV show I'm proud of and uh, writing other projects. And, but first and foremost, I just want to be touring and doing stand-up. And uh, be able to have the creative freedom to do whatever I want and be on career stuff. Uh, in five years, I would like to be. I would like to be married or with the person I'm going to marry. Yeah, nice. Love that. Those are all good. Those are totally right? unattainable. Yes, I hope so. Yeah. It feels like a lot. Like I'm asking for a lot. Great. You're not asking for a lot. That's. I mean, dare I say that that may be a two-year plan for you, yes. a one-year plan for you. A... I mean, you're doing some of that right now. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> yeah, we're in the beginning years. stages of some of that. Uh, the hardest uh, one will be the personal side of things. <laughs> <laughs> Weirdly enough. Oh, God. Anyway, what about you guys? Five years. It's great. Five years. <laughs> oh, God. Going to need the full five for the soulmate portion. <laughs> <laughs> I need to file an extension. <laughs> I file an extension on my five-year hope. Thank you. <laughs> oh my god, my oh stomach hurts from laughing this episode. Um, else, what about you? What's your honestly year like talk? fucking same as Tay? Like, if stand-up is your passion and you're like, I don't know, about as many years in as Tay and I are, that's kind of what you hope. You, you hope you're touring theaters. You hope you have your show. You hope you're creatively fulfilled. And I hope that this podcast is fucking kicking ass in five years. Um, I hope things are great with foosball. And yeah, same on the personal level. Would love to um, be either married again or with the person that I'd want to end up marrying. And yeah. I love it. That's great. Oh, my cats um, are healthy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, a house in five yeah. years. Ooh, there Back we go. Backyard, something. Oh yes, that is number one on my list. I want to be living in a house somewhere, tucked away. I don't know where that will be yet, but somewhere peaceful, 
with a backyard and a nice fucking hot, like a nice tub, <laughs> a nice fucking Ooh. tub, dude, because I got my Epsom salts ready and my essential oils. I just need the tub. Yes. Um, and yeah, so a nice home with, with Cam and Maverick. And um, I'm so excited to see where my business will be in five years. I hope to continue to build it. And I, and I just hope, hope and envision uh, a thriving a thriving coaching business on top of maybe some other things. And I'm just going to let those happen. I don't really know where it's taken me, but I, I'm, uh, I'm along for the ride. And um, yeah, podcasts, you know, still going strong. That would be amazing. And that's, you know, just great relationships that I, that I have and, you know, continuing to strengthen those and just a lot of peace just, I feel like a lot of peace and fulfillment and free time is nice. what I, I hope for five years from now. I love that you're like, your guys's are so attainable. All you want is a TV show and a soulmate. And then you're like, I'd like a tub and peace. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like, I'd like a tub and some free time Would that. Is that asking a lot? <laughs> <laughs> We want a theater tour and the loves of our lives. I'm just looking for just a tub. Just a tub? A deep tub. Just a tub, please. Thank you. Backyard, maybe a spare bedroom for an office. <laughs> um, Patch of grass. <laughs> you know what? I want complete freedom. That's what I want. That is a big hope, but like freedom in every way, financial freedom. Everything I'm doing is just, I fucking love it. Every part of my day, I'm like everything is that's the goal is to get everything off of my plate and streamlined that it's not, you know, if it doesn't light me up, I don't want to be doing it. I want to be showing up just doing the things that I absolutely love, uh, spending time with the people I love. And yeah. Nice. We'll, we'll see. We should listen to this in five years and see where we're at. We should. Yes. Oh my gosh. Wow. That'd be weird. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, you guys have any uh, segments or, or anything that, uh, you know, you want to Yeah, we can do some quick. I stood up on the surfboard for the first time. Oh, my Woo! gosh. Look at you. Awesome. <laughs> I'm going to be one of those douchey people that does <laughs> hang loose signs. Um, it was magical. I'm, I get it. I get why people get obsessed with surfing. It's, it's as close as you're going to get to riding on a magic carpet. <laughs> that's the feeling it's crazy because really? it's the ocean bruh like yeah. it is a big ass ocean wave. bruh <laughs> yeah the wave I caught happened to be the biggest wave of the day I don't really know how I did it, to be honest like I'm so it was it was my fifth time so I'm not good enough yet to like be able to repeat whatever I did I just happened to paddle at the right time and then you get up and once you're on top of that wave it's crazy it's going so fast but you're just sitting it's you're flying you're fucking Peter Pan man and then you stand up and you ride it all the way it was just oh it was so cool it was the best it's so so cool yeah very cool it's I mean you have to swallow a lot of gross salt water before anything remotely good happens but um 
I'm just really, I'm really loving it. I'm telling you, I never in a billion years thought I would be so into surfing, but it's making me really happy. I, I like it a lot. That's so I'm cool. loving this finding yourself montage that Kelsey's yes. in. Yes. Lord. I'm so here for it. Every time I talk to you, yeah. I feel like I'm watching the best part of a romantic comedy. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun. Yeah. Where she shoots a shotgun. The gun. Truly though. Yeah. And you're like, we know who the guy is. He's coming. He's sort of, but it's not yet. But she's getting, it's just the ascension. It's such a good time. And then every time I talk to Delaney, I'm like, we get it. You're married. You're happy. That's great. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. How's Maverick? Still loved you? Uh, Great. Great. Of course. Yeah. Lots of highs and lows this year, but surfing's (laughs) definitely been a high point. So. I want to like, and now I've become that person since I never, ever thought I would do it. Now I want to convert you guys and teach you guys how to do it. Now I'm terrified. I am terrified. But that's the thing. I don't think anybody could be more terrified than I was. And it's, it's just, it's not what you think. It's not as scary as you think. I will try it. I'll try it one time. Will you try it? I'll try it. it. Yeah, I'll try it. I like boogie boarding. Okay. Oh, great. That's easy. Then you're there. You're you're there, no. baby. Boogie boarding's easy for wow, people who are too scared to I surf. Like, I like building a sandcastle. <laughs> right, I like fun. driving by the beach <laughs> <laughs> from a safe distance. Uh, well, fun. Okay, I that's let's do that soon. Okay, down. Okay, down. Taylor, do you have a, a segment? Oh gosh, um, we did the first few shows of this tour. Whitney and I are doing. And uh, first one was a drive-in, very weird, um, but appreciate people coming out. And then we did four shows in Denver that were all amazing and appreciate people coming to those too. And like, it just feels good to be back on stage and like back on the road and, you know, finding ways to do it safely. And I mean, it's just been such a weird year. Um, And I can't believe it's like, we're kind of coming to the end of it. And I'm, I'm, I'm experiencing a lot of, uh, growth and a lot of anxiety and, um, a lot of cool things are happening with my career right now, which is good, but it's also very uncertain and I do miss stand up a lot. So anybody coming to these shows, um, just know how much we appreciate it because stand up is like the best thing in the whole world. So yes. nothing even comes close. <laughs> Except maybe awesome. getting eight hours of sleep every night. I don't know. That's been pretty great. <laughs> a second. A second. Um, yeah. What's my... Okay. I have a good shit. I... A uh, good shit segment. For any, if this is a new person listening, what? Um, yeah. I, I added to my team. I have hired an operations badass. That is her official title. Her name's Chris. She's amazing. And she's absolutely killing it. And um, I'm just really excited about what's going on with my business and how much it's grown and where it's going. And I celebrated my best month of business I've ever had in my life, which um, I had to get over a lot of guilt about that because I felt very uncomfortable celebrating that when we are in such a strange time. Um, But I felt like, you know what, I'm also, I've been working my ass off for a long time to feel like I was finally in the right place. So Cam and I ordered some dinner and took a moment to celebrate because Cam's yeah. motto is that we celebrate milestones in this house. So he makes me celebrate and I, I have 
I have come, I have started good man button, good man button, big, big time. I've started to really enjoy the celebrating those things and, and taking a moment and pausing to do that. Cause I didn't used to do that. It is just keep going to the next thing and not really acknowledge it. So um, yeah, that's my, my, my good shit as I have uh, a wonderful operations person now on my team. I love that. we should all I mean we all have been having good things happen lately and we should all celebrate them like we should all go get dinner or something yes we should that would be or do mushrooms (laughs) or both (laughs) both that would be fun I'm down for either or we all bust out our instruments from middle school and we do a jam session and put it online (laughs) dude that would be so much fun actually I could I'll just get another pair of drumsticks and get a snare up in this bitch I would love to see what you guys can do wouldn't that be fun that like, would be super fun. <laughs> I'm here in Spokane I have to buy right a now. clarinet. Yeah, I know. I decluttered my flute, but I can, we could find a flute and a clarinet. I decluttered my flute. What's your, hey, what's your, um, <laughs> what's your relationship status? I decluttered my flute. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't bring me joy. Yeah. Um, oh God. Yes. I'm yeah. Gonna- also, quick shout out to the helpsters who came out to um, my shows at Helium in Portland two weekends ago. You guys were so awesome. It is really fun to be at a time now where when the host goes, all right, you've seen her on The Tonight Show and you know her from her podcast, Self Helpless. As soon as the host says Self Helpless now, there's like a group of people in the car. They're like, ah! and it's helpsters and I just, I go out on stage now feeling like I've got a weighted blanket of comfort on me. Cause it's like, I feel like there's already people there who are rooting for you. And just, I love having our helpsters in the audience. So thank you guys so much. Especially for coming out in weird circumstances. It's, it's very nice. The best people. Yeah. Um, Oh, I have actually a shout out too. So we aren't using them on this episode because um, Kelsey is on the road right now, but we got, gifted incredible microphones Look that at those. So we're going to be using for self-helpless you guys i tested this out the only reason we're, i'm not using them or we're not using them right now is just because all of our audio would sound very different but when we're all in the mm-hmm. same place they'll be great um so shout out to photosavings.com is the company that gifted these to us uh, you can find them on instagram at photo.savings and they're a company that basically I guess distributes like really beautiful <laughs> audio equipment and this mic yeah. I think it's called the blue spark oh my that. god it's I've gorgeous been, I have been looking for a podcast mic for a long time I actually bought one that did not work it was terrible and I, I mean oh my gosh I can't wait for you guys to try it out it is freaking gorgeous sounding Yay. and you guys were officially a podcast we officially Dude, have, i'm so excited we officially have really nice equipment it's finally. so cool it's so cool yeah so thank you so much hey oh, all right awesome. well this was such a fun episode i'm glad we did this topic this was very fun learned Yay. a lot learned a lot about you ladies i love you guys very much love you too love you very much all, all right, right. And we love you for listening. Talk to you guys soon. Yes. Bye. Bye.
Thank you guys so much for listening to Self Helpless. We really appreciate it and would love anything you can do to help the show grow and get the word out. So if you could leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes, that helps us move up the iTunes charts. If you can tell a friend, a coworker, a family member, anybody that you think would love the podcast, you can also screenshot an episode and share it in your Instagram, in your Instagram stories, anything helps. Also, if you want more of the show, if you want bonus episodes, if you want to be able to be more interactive and help choose podcast topics, you can go to patreon.com slash self-helpless and join there. You guys can follow me on Instagram at Kelsey Cook Comedy, on Twitter at Kelsey Cook. You can go to my website, KelseyCook.com, which has links to my online makeup course. You can listen to my album, Savor It, on Spotify and iTunes, and you can watch my foosball web series on YouTube called Wrists of Fury. How about you guys? Where can people find you? You can follow me at Taylor Tomlinson on Instagram and Twitter. My website is ttomcomedy.com. And you can watch my one-hour special streaming on Netflix right now called Quarter Life Crisis. Awesome. And you can find me at DelaneyFisher.com. That's where you'll find information about my one-to-one consulting and my online courses. So basically, if you're a business owner, podcaster, or comedian, uh, and you're looking to either start those things or grow those things, you can reach out to me for more information. I also have an email list at DelaneyFisher.com where I share my favorite tools, tips, treats, and free shit. And then we just want to say a big special thank you to our wonderful editor, Emma Erdbrink, and our fantastic associate producer, Humaira Nuwaz. And you can find everything that we all just mentioned at selfhelplesspodcast.com. 